Hello and welcome to the Real Friends Who Read Books podcast, where my friends and I force each other to read books we wouldn't typically read because that's what a book club is all about. I'm your host, Courtney, and I'm here with my co-hosts, Erica and Mary Page. Every month, we'll dive into one of our picks, exploring the themes and characters and whatever else comes along the way. You know, like a book club, but without the snacks. This is Real Friends Who Read Books. These are my real friends, and we've got some books to read. Let's get to it. This week, we are discussing Verity by Colleen Hoover. And now it's time for the back cover summary. Lowen Ashley is a struggling writer on the brink of financial ruin when she accepts the job of a lifetime. Jeremy Crawford, husband of best-selling author Verity Crawford, has hired Lowen to complete the remaining books in a successful series his injured wife is unable to finish. Lowen arrives at the Crawford home, ready to sort through years of Verity's notes and outlines, hoping to find enough material to get her started. What Lowen doesn't expect to uncover in the chaotic office is an unfinished autobiography Verity had never intended anyone to read. Page after page of bone-chilling admissions, including Verity's recollection of the night her family was forever altered. Lowen decides to keep the manuscript hidden from Jeremy, knowing its contents could devastate the already grieving father. But as Lowen's feelings for Jeremy begin to intensify, she recognizes all the ways she could benefit if he were to read his wife's words. After all, no matter how devoted Jeremy is to his injured wife, a truth this horrifying would make it impossible for him to continue loving her. Vibe check! So, what's the vibe here, friends? Are we creeped out? Hell yeah, we are! (laughs) (laughs) I... I had to skim through some parts in order to sleep at night, so that tells you anything. I've never heard Paige answer so quickly. <laughs> I know. That's the truth. That was beautiful. I know usually I take my time, but this one I have feelings. I knew what she wanted to say. Yeah, this was a fever dream. Quick read, though. Um, I appreciated that part of it, but none of it felt real. Very disorienting. Yeah. That's true. You know, I think I might have chosen the wrong word for this question because I was more disturbed than creep out, g- creeped out. Um, yeah, it was disturbing. Very yeah, disturbing. exactly. Disturbed. Mm-hmm. That's how I felt about it. So uh, this is our second Coho book of the year. We're big fans. <laughs> um, the first book that we read this year was It Ends With Us. And uh, so let's talk about the contrast between these two books a bit. Which one is more your vibe? Well, obviously, it's going to be It Ends With Us. <laughs> um, much more my vibe compared to this one. I don't know. Colleen Hoover really hits some heavy topics here, and her books are not for the faint-hearted mm-hmm. like myself. So I think both books were good. She's clearly a good writer, and she has so many books and so many people that rave about them. But damn, you have to be in the right headspace to be reading her books. Yeah, so. she's taking you on a journey. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you yeah. said this was your vibe out of the two of them, I would have been shocked. Yeah. I am going to be real. <clears throat> I had no idea what to expect with either book. So they both took me for a ride. Um, but it's hard to say which is more my vibe because neither... But I can and do appreciate her writing for the reason. It's like something fresh to break up what I'm usually reading. Once I finally commit to it, I sit down. I really get lost in the story. Pick my head up a couple Mm -hmm. hours later and I'm like, what just happened to me? 
Does anyone know? I'm going to ask the internet. <laughs> Reddit had a lot of thoughts. Yeah. It was great. She has, yeah, they're page turners. Yes. yes. That's a, yeah. That's a great point. Um, yeah, I'm such a mood reader lately that I can't really decide between the two, which is more my vibe. Which is surprising. I thought that this one would, would be it. Um, if I could go back and I would assign this one for spooky season mm-hmm. instead, because then I think my answer would have been this one, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, I just wasn't in the mood for this genre when I read it. And so I didn't really get into it until the second half of the book, which was totally my bad. <laughs> um, I feel like this whole season I've been picking books in the wrong like season. Right book, wrong time. Yes. Yes. Classic situation. Classic situation. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> um, okay, so let's talk about the first sentence of the book where our main character witnesses a brutal accident, leaving her covered in blood. <laughs> I was going to say you can't write this, but that's but she, what this she did. Is. You can. And Allie's she did. <laughs> right. Um, how did you both feel about the beginning of the story and did it set the tone for what came later? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey, so <laughs> yeah, that's what I was like, oh, I'm fucked. <laughs> Page one. Page one. I'm like, this is this is gonna be great. <laughs> Don't yeah. read this at night. Got it. All right, cool. <laughs> I feel like if there's one thing it told me, it was that we love an accident. Just yeah. right. From the jump. We're going to have a lot of them. We love an accident. Buckle up. <laughs> I did not. I was not ready. No. <laughs> um, yeah. Colleen came out swinging with this one. <laughs> sure did. <laughs> Oddly enough, though, what's, what uh, stuck with me the most in the beginning um, of the second was the beginning of the second chapter where Loan is watching an ant crawl on her foot. For some reason, when I think of the beginning of the book, I don't think of the accident. And I think about that ant crawling on her foot. That's what set the tone for for me. I don't know why. You know, I have beef with bugs, so I get it. <laughs> I much rather the ant. She's like, give me that again. Please. I'd rather be thinking about the ant than that first chapter. <laughs> right. But now that I think about it, it's pretty wild how calm Jeremy was witnessing an accident like that where when his wife was, you know, lying like in a bed after an, a horrible accident like that. I, yeah. In retrospect. It, it feels like yes. he maybe would have some trauma from that. Just like a little bit of stress. Just a tiny bit. Yeah. But he was like so calm and collected. To the point where I thought he was going to be a doctor. Right. <laughs> It was like, you haven't done the requisite therapy to have reached this level of zen about this event yet, sir. And thus, you've got to be a little bit unhinged. Right. I'm sure has seen, yeah, has seen some some stuff. Makes me a little suspicious about him. A little more suspicious. We can't trust the man. (laughs) We can't trust him. (laughs) (laughs) Ah. So let's talk about our main character, Loen. Um, She's an author, and her books don't get a lot of attention because she doesn't really like to market herself. Um, But she does have one really popular book, the first book that she had written. Um, 
Her mother had just died. That's where her life is at right now, where the story begins. Did you find this character likable? Uh, and did your feelings about her change throughout the book? <laughs> I feel like such a jerk. <laughs> because... <laughs> No, no. I'm just like, no, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) The entire time. Spicy opinion on this book. I did not find one character in this book likable, which was strange because usually I like at least one character, but nope, disliked them all. They were all Mm. fucked up. My feelings did not change for her throughout. I think I just liked her less, so I don't know. (laughs) You know, I I think I'm kind of with you on this one, though. She was interesting, but very hard to like. Mm-hmm. But kind of hard to look away from. Much like, yeah. I don't know, a car accident, a train wreck. Just accidents abound here. And I think the thing that really got me about her, though, was, like, her curiosity just knew no boundaries. That was That's just... true. Mm-hmm. Girl, just know when to stop. <laughs> I don't know. Pack up and go home. <laughs> Weird vibes. It's, go never, home. it's never enough for her. <laughs> Step back. Yeah. Um... Yeah, when the book started, I didn't like her, and I started to like her a little bit towards the middle. There was something about her that I kind of liked. I don't know why. Mary Page's face. <laughs> Paige's like, mm, no. Maybe it's that her favorite food was tacos and margaritas. Relatable. I... Yeah. <laughs> I related to the food. doesn't like tacos and margaritas? <laughs> um... But I think the moment I disliked Loan the most is when she started questioning crew about what happened in the lake. I mean, woman, this is not your child to be questioning about traumatic moments like that. When I read that, I was like, "Uh uh-uh, no, stop it. Take a step back. So those are the boundaries that Eric was talking about. Yes. (laughs) See, aforementioned boundaries. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, Loan. It's cruel. Um, so the premise of this book, which is basically the back cover summary that I have read in the beginning of this episode, the premise of this book is that Lowen is hired to ghostwrite for a famous author, Verity Crawford, who is in a car accident that left her confined to a hospital bed, unable to work. While trying to get to know the author's plans for her upcoming book, Lowen stumbles upon an autobiographical manuscript that paints the author in a horrible light. How was your experience reading these chapters? I, for one, struggled and audibly groaned whenever a Verity chapter popped up. Every time I saw that little scripty chapter one, like, I was done. (laughs) Uh, Same. I mean, I cannot stress enough throughout this episode how much I struggled with these chapters. I was like, no, please, no. I don't want to read this lady's thoughts anymore. They're not fun. I think one of the most interesting things for me was how these chapters would cause Lowen to spiral. That was really fascinating. That, and then also the Goodreads reviews for this book. Really good stuff there. (laughs) Just spend some time with that. Tell me, tell me. It's just, people have opinions. They either love it, and it's like the best book they've ever read in the past year, or they despise it. And they're like, this is a book for people who don't read. And then other people chime in and they're like, can you clarify Whoa. what a book for non-readers is? And they're like, well, it's for casual readers. And then there's a debate about what a casual reader is versus a reader-reader. And like, wow. people have thoughts about Verity. So <laughs> if you want drama in your life, just wow. read the good yeah. reads. Hop on Reddit, you. go to Goodreads. That sounds like the neighborhood app, but... But for Verity. <laughs> 
perhaps. But for books. So that's what I got into last night, guys. Oh, I want to do that. That sounds fun. Oh, my God. It's really funny stuff. I was like, ooh. Listen, so. here at Real Friends Who Read Books, uh, casual reading, whatever the fuck we that welcome is, them all. we welcome, okay? Join us. All reading types. All reading. <laughs> are welcome here. Yeah. And also, audiobooks are books, yeah. and you're reading you're them, too. You're accepted, too. Yeah. Join so. us. Yeah. Huh. I don't see I even got all right. It was up really a lot. That. It was so much. There was like a lot of like pretentious readers on the thread. And I was like, oh, oh I need you to calm oh, down. There's like, there just a lot of conventional plot. And I was like, yeah, people read sometimes for fun. That's okay. <laughs> How dare they? <laughs> the audacity. <laughs> it was good. Really good stuff. Oh, what a fun tangent that was. <laughs> um Okay, so back to the story. I can't believe people get like that. It's really on something. Goodreads. Oh, people have thought. I should read the comments more often on Goodreads. Yeah. That's my toxic trait, reading the comments. <laughs> it's so bad. Can't stop. That's my hobby. I love it. Like, what's the worst thing somebody said about this? Oh, Erica. <laughs> that sounds right. <laughs> Oh, God, I love that so much. <laughs> Why am I like this? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay, so, throughout Lowen's stay in Verity's house, she begins to develop feelings for her husband, Jeremy, and vice versa. Was Jeremy a likable character, and how did you feel about this romantic development? Nope, nope, nope. <laughs> Shut it down. <laughs> Shut it all down. He wasn't likable either, but I guess if I had to pick the most likable out of the unlikable, it would be him. I don't know. <laughs> I wanted to like him, but something was missing. And I feel like something was missing from all of these characters. I don't know what. Morals. Morals. <laughs> that could be it. Scrupulous. And morals are really important to me. So maybe all that's why him. I did not like this. <laughs> yeah, these people it? had none. I don't know, he felt kind of like a flat character for me. Yeah. And he seemed very uninspired, just, but, like, maybe that's because he's a dude. That also. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. Yeah. But also, that could have been the point. I think we were meant to not trust him. Yeah. See, I... I didn't get that at first. I liked Courtney was Jeremy. Like, I was all in two feet. <laughs> I was like, I didn't. I was. I wasn't like thirsty for him. Like mm, I, okay. like I typically get. No, I. I swear. I swear. I always admit when I'm thirsty for a character. That's I wasn't true. into him, but I also thought he was likable enough. Like I was like, oh, this poor guy that's down on his luck. But now, like I said earlier about how he didn't react to seeing such a brutal accident, like that kind of stuff. In hindsight totally not a likable dude there's something very suspicious about him um but i was wrapped into the story and although i wasn't into him like i i was i don't want to date him but i was interested to see like how the lowen and jeremy thing was Mm -hmm. played out played out yeah and speaking of that do you think Lowen fell in love with the real life Jeremy or the one that Verity wrote about in her manuscript? Mm. I mean, the sexy scenes Verity wrote about Jeremy probably helped. Just saying. <laughs> <Pitch> was, mm. <laughs> mm. But I think 
know. I think it was the trauma bonding mm. that made them connect. Yeah. Yeah. Lowen fully lived in her head. Mm-hmm. I really think that those feelings for Jeremy also lived in her head. I'm just up here like I'm giving a TED talk. Welcome to my TED talk with my <laughs> you hands. You're just like, you got I therapy. Know. Yeah, what are therapist vibes going on right now? So anyway... I'm not going to say that she needs to, like, go outside, see the sun, touch some grass, but I'm also not going to not say that. Get a grip. Get a grip. <laughs> I love it. Go touch some grass. Um, yeah, I think that she was attracted to Jeremy in real life. Like, he must have been hot. But reading Verity's, perha- Verity's chapters perhaps sped up the process, like, made her more infatuated with him. You know, mm-hmm. can I get over the um, bite marks? The silliest shit. I know. I think and that's then, what it was, which is weird. Shit. And then she had to bite, no, like a bite mark <laughs> on top of Verity's, which what is, is happening. That grossed me out. I was like, really? Yeah, what's your professional get a new opinion bite on mark? That? I don't know. <laughs> Just so, go over a little. When I was reading that, I'm like, oh, Mary Page is going to have such an issue with that because of the teeth thing, too. <laughs> that That is, I mean, that's the main thing that was really bothering me. But, like, you know, just move over. Page is like, I cannot handle the teeth. Like, maybe Make your own impressions. get something else softer to bite into, you know? Just bite the pillow. Right. Find a marshmallow. Come on. Just go to bed with it's a bag of marshmallows. It's good for your teeth. <laughs> Your dental bills are going to be out of hand. Uh-huh. And if you're an author, what kind of health insurance do you have? <laughs> Come on. I need you to think this through. Oh, boy. Wow, what that, a tangent. That is funny. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we've been talking about Verity's manuscript this whole time and how Lowen's been reading it. She was keeping... This is a manuscript that she found while she was going through all of Verity's stuff to try to plan out the next couple novels. Um... Would you have told Jeremy about the manuscript right away? Because Lowen obviously did not. Um, So would you put it off like she did? Or would you tell him right away? First of all. (laughs) First of all, I'm distracted by Cordy's dance. (laughs) I've missed you guys. Um, okay, second of all, I would <laughs> have quickly read the manuscript. I like what what is this reading only one chapter a day? <laughs> like that seems so unrealistic to me. Like you're gonna get this like juicy stuff and you're just gonna wait. <laughs> no. But I would have told Jeremy about the manuscript right away. Am I a snitch? Maybe. Maybe. (laughs) Deal with it. Yeah, I feel like I would have either read it all in one day or have told him that day. Absolutely Mm -hmm. one or the other. There's no in between. It'd either be like a big boundary situation where I'm just fully opting out of all personal responsibility here. This is not my problem. Or I would get fully involved and I would be like, oh, this is my problem to solve. (laughs) And I would read it all in one day and then I would be in it. Yes. And unable to solve the problem because what? Just go home. Pack your stuff. <laughs> There's no solving this. There's no solving this. <laughs> Pack your stuff. Get the fuck out. I think we learned that from the ending. There's no There's no solving. <laughs> My gut says that I would tell him right away because I have zero chill. I'm a zero chill person. Um, 
but I might feel guilty about sno- like feel I might feel like a snoop and not want to share it, but ultimately I I'd have to. Well, first of all, are you really a snoop if you literally have full access to her office and you're looking through all of her stuff to figure out how to write like her? This is true. I guess maybe I would just feel like a snoop. Yeah. Because I'm reading about Jeremy's the bite sex habits. <laughs> <laughs> but like wasn't that the job? That, I, if it's in if it's in her office, I guess it was her job. Uh Maybe that's why she felt like she could just talk to crew about traumatic events. She's like, mm-hmm. I've read about the making of you in a canoe. Oh, she really didn't get over read the full that. job description there. So what was the most disturbing moment of the book for you? So pretty much any chapter that Verity wrote, of course. Or specifically when crew told Lowen that his mommy told him not to talk to her. That freaked me out. I don't know I why, but... Ugh, I don't oh, know. Yeah. I hated that. That was my least fave. Right, that just, like, I don't know. It just takes me to, like, The Shining. Oh, yeah. Red Rum. Red Rum. I was just waiting for creepy things like that to happen. Mm-hmm. 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 Um, so, Courtney, what was the most disturbing moment of the book for you? Any moment where Loan and Verity were interacting. I think when she was on top of Jeremy, like, making out, and she looks up, and Verity was just standing there. Uh-uh. No, no. No. There were a lot no, of no, things no, about no. that interaction. That whole dynamic. It's like, well... That whole dynamic. Do you belong here? No. When she, um... When Loan got in Verity's face... Oh. And was like, I'm gonna fuck your husband in your bed. And then Verity... Peter Pants. <laughs> that was going to be the next thing I was going to say. Like, that That also, because Lowen got, like... She's unhinged. She's fully lost it. Yeah, Lowen lost it, yes. She's... Yeah. She's like, he's mine now. <laughs> it's like, ma'am, they're one's still married. Two, if you look at it from the perspective of, like, there's a disabled woman in bed... <laughs> And you're like, right? I'm gonna fuck your husband. Whoa, reel it in. You just read Please. that back, Lowen. It's not painting you in the best light, right, Lowen? It doesn't. This doesn't look great for you. It does not. Okay, was there any points of levity in this book for you? <laughs> Page like when I finished it, <laughs> when I closed the book. I was so happy to be done. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna say the internet. The hot takes surrounding the <laughs> I love that. Um, there was one yellow stick sticky tab in my book, and it was when Jeremy Loki calls that lady out um, for cheating on her husband in Target. He, he asked about her how her husband was, but used the name of the guy she's sleeping with, <clears throat> and I thought that, that was <clears throat> super funny. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I forgot about that. Uh, I thought it was funny, funny, funny. Okay. So, at the end of the book, Lowen finds a letter Verity had left for Jeremy. Do you believe this version of events, or what Lowen and Jeremy had come to believe? How did the ending of this story make you feel? Ah! (laughs) (laughs) This makes me feel very conflicted, because I have no idea. But I guess I'm leaning towards Verity... And that she is truly the villain here? 
and the other characters are little villain minions getting trapped in her story. <laughs> Everyone's a villain, but minions are bad. Verity's the top. She's the top. Yeah. Okay, but what if there was somebody on Reddit again who said, <laughs> I'm in the minority, but what if alternate take, we believed Verity? Mm-hmm. And so she was innocent. The story gets much, much darker. You're a good person. Do your daughters die? Okay, sad. Mm-hmm. You use this very twisted diary to like process it all. But then your husband finds it, tries to kill you. Mm-hmm. Now you can't explain yourself. There's somebody living in your house, going through your stuff in your office, tries to kill you. Like that's. Mm-hmm. That's a darker version than the Minions. Right. Although it is the summer of the Minions, so. Yeah. I feel like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just going to stick with the Minions. Paige is like, I don't know. I don't know what to believe, but I'm more on Erica's side of it because it makes it more twisted mm. and tragic. If... You know, I don't like that. I think that's why. Paige is like, I hate this. I don't want to like, that. You're like, I believed Verity was a villain. She's a villain now. Because She's it's too gotta hard. be a villain. For it to be the other way. <laughs> um, also, I just have to mention, Loen literally ate paper to hide something from Jeremy once again. She ate this note. Bonkers. <laughs> She's like, here's behavior. some nutrition, little baby. Good. I mean, good luck on their relationship. Have fun. Doomed. Seriously. Doomed yeah, that start. is just. Everything's doomed. This is just. Everything sucks. (laughs) Everything sucks. But they had a happy-ish ending. Did they? (laughs) Maybe if you're a casual reader. I don't know, but if with your guys' spin on it. (laughs) Casual reader. Well, Lowen gets the man, and even though he... But in the worst way possible. Lowen gets the murdery man. He might kill you later, but it's fine. She She gets paper. She eats paper. She finds a new food she likes. You know. Sounds like win all around. You know who I feel really sad for? Crew. Kids. Yes. Yeah, that... Wow. Poor crew. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, So, did I miss anything that you wanted to talk about? Paige is like, no, I can't wait for this to be over. (laughs) (laughs) Just my skin crawlies. Yeah. Oh, there are lots of those. Okay, well, that's it. Now it's that time that we wrap things up with a one-sentence summary. A book for people who enjoy uncomfortable, disturbing things and never sleeping at night. (laughs) That's hilarious. (laughs) That's such a good one. You could have packed your bags and gone home. (laughs) Sure could have. What are you doing? (laughs) Oh, both of yours is so fun. I just made a little poem. Creepy house, creepy wife, creepy kid, start new life. <laughs> That's great. It's like a to-do list. <laughs> that is the perfect summer. Well, that's that for that. We'll be dropping our upcoming reads in the show notes if you want to read along for next time. Coming up next for September, we have Lessons in Chemistry by Bonnie Garmus. And in October, Wow, No Thank You by Samantha Irby. Essays on aging, marriage, and settling down with stepchildren in white small-town America. 
And then for November, The Night Circus by Erin Morgenstern, a classic in the fantasy genre that I cannot believe I've yet to read. We're real friends who read books. I'm Courtney. I'm Mary Page. And I'm Erica. Get to reading. We'll see you in two weeks. Peace out. Bye. Goodbye. If you enjoyed this episode, please like, share, and follow wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you find yourself on Instagram, check out our page at Real Friends Book Club or our website, realfriendsbookclub.com. Special thanks to Brandon Schwunk for our theme music. We can't forget to extend a very huge thank you to our friend Jordan Stewart for our fresh new look. We have Lessons in Chemistry by Gar... By... Uh, Gani. <laughs> Gani Garvis. <laughs>